Hello, everyone. This is Edo Ninja, and you are now listening to the Storm Connect podcast, published by the podcast network known as the Sigil Arts. I talk about gaming topics and animated series of my own interest, such as Ruby, Hunter x Hunter, Persona 5 Royal, and so on forward. The goal I aim to accomplish on every episode is to provide insights on these subjects that are usually overlooked, to spread awareness, and learn more. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about Persona 5 once again, but in the forms of other medias people usually have questions about, especially for newcomers to the world of Persona 5. I will be providing detailed answers to questions as to why I recommend experiencing the series in a certain way, which obviously, I will naturally say this now, just play Persona 5 Royal, the actual game of it. But, if you want to know more as to why I recommend that, that is what will be covered in today's podcast episode. I also am going to be covering some hopes of what they could do in the adaptation of Persona 5 Royal if they were to animate it, since they did the same for Persona 4 and their final version of it, Persona 4 Golden. That being said, we can initiate the episode now. Persona 5 adaptations is a nice idea, but it can be scary as to how they are executed for a recreational experience, especially for first-timers that do not want to play the game. Since animation adaptations are usually a compressed version of the main contents of the game, it can be difficult to have these serve multiple purposes and achieve them simultaneously. Whether it is to get someone into a certain series in another form, to deepen a story that the main game or slash media could not achieve before, to give extra exclusive content that is canon, it's almost impossible to have all those objectives fulfilled at high levels. It is regrettable to say this, but Persona 5's animation adaptation suffered from this immensely. I will say that to a very minuscule extent, you can find some enjoyment of the anime, but only through such rare moments. So a quick fun fact that I want to throw this in here before we dive a little bit more about the regular anime adaptation. I just want to throw this in there that Aniplex actually animated the Persona 3 movies and the two Persona 4 adaptations, the regular version and Golden as mentioned before. So naturally, they did adapt the animation of Persona 5. So here's my thing, right? I did watch all of the movies for Persona 3 and most of Persona 4, just the regular one. So I watched the movies and somewhat of Persona 4 with actually with my server and for those that have actually played the game, they had a lot of very interesting uh, comments to make about this which they said that they were really not that disappointed with the adaptations for 3 and 4. It was really good, it could have been better as they mentioned, but for what they covered in the basis of the story, they actually did a pretty decent job at it, you know? And on top of that, their execution on the animation was done quite well for both adaptations. So with their previous work, you'd believe that they'd be able to at least try to match up on par with their quality of animation with the Persona 5 animation. However, that did not happen. The animation quality for Persona 5, it was really, really, really questionable. Because uh, there are some moments where like they could do a good job, but just most of the anime adaptation, they had a lot of sloppy moments. And especially to when they quote-unquote execute the certain attacks from the actual game and incorporate that to the actual anime. It is just so not only choppy, but like because they tried to recreate it, it they just missed out the most important like qualities of certain animations and frames. It's just so odd looking. And unfortunately, it's at the point where it looks like it was made in MS Paint or something. You can see that this mostly happens to whenever the Phantom Thieves execute an all-out attack. 
And even with the moments of the anime where, like, everything is all chill and stuff like that, there are animation quality just randomly drops, and it's like, whoa, what is this? Am I watching the same anime? From mostly from what it seems, they put a lot of detail and attention to certain aspects of the anime, but they miss the entire of, like, how the animation should go and such, and to how they should compress that into whatever sequence that they're playing. And, yeah, no, it, it's just really hard to enjoy it. But, you know... Now that I'm thinking about it, the one thing that they did accomplish right in terms of the animation quality is that they did make their villains look gross and disgusting, and they're supposed to be disgusting. So, they were able to achieve that by default, and of course make them worse looking than how it is in the game. And, that, and that's not saying that as an insult, that's actually saying that as a compliment, that they actually did a good job on that. That was like the probably the only advantage that they had in the game, or not the game, the anime itself, and yeah, <laughs> everything else looks questionable at face, unfortunately. So another animation example that I want to bring up real quick is the Critical Hits uh, animation. Uh, so they do bring that from the game to the anime, however, they animate it in their own style, which again, I personally think it's not that good because of A, of how choppy it looks, and B, of like, most of the times that, like, they use a lot of these to overlap certain characters talking and so on forward, and it would give them the chance to not actually animate as to what's actually happening, which, in a way, like, aesthetically, like, it can be good sometimes, though, but they do this so much where it's just, like, it kind of explains as to why the quality looks like the way that it is. In my opinion, it looks like that it was an excuse for them to buy time, have more focus onto the actual animation as to what's going on in the sequence, and they'd just be done with it, which in a way, it kind of looks like it's rushed, but not really at the same time. It had a weird, funky quality, like, up and drop, up and drop, and it just was a weird establishment between the both, and that's why I'm saying that the execution of that did not go as they hoped for. At least that's how it looks on my view for when bringing this example up, but... Anybody else is uh, free to have their own opinion with that and to see if this was a good thing or not that they uh, did those type of uh, critical hit animation or examples out of that in the anime. Now, I'm not saying that they should have not done the critical hit animations at all. I think it's like a great addition to like scream out the aesthetics of Persona 5 in general though. But I just feel like the usage of it and the times that they did use it, it was at such odd places and weird timings and especially like moments of where they overlap one another and such. I feel like this is where the anime of that suffered immensely from that. That's like a little bit of what I really have to say about the animation quality of Persona 5, the animation. However, there are some good things I will say about the animation, which I will proceed a little bit for before I continue about the downfalls as to why I kind of recommend playing the game as is and staying far away from the anime as much as possible. So, the good things about Persona 5, the anime. Number one is the voice acting. The voice acting for most of the characters in Persona 5 has been done super well. If you're the type of guy that likes to enjoy the Japanese dub of animes and such and staying away from the English voice acting for whatever personal reasons that you may have to it, I will say that you will not be disappointed by the Japanese voice acting for Persona 5. The animation, they have done an execution of it like it's like it was from the game itself. And uh, Joker, since he has more lines of it, uh, he actually has very, very good lines, and I think it will be super rewarding if you do happen to watch the anime. As for the English dub, I am very pleased to say that as of recently, they did drop the uh, dubbing, the English dubbing for Persona 5 the anime, and they did a wonderful job at this. 
I will say that sometimes, like, it's very, very rare moments for certain characters, but sometimes they do have their hiccup moments. But besides that, though, it's actually really, really good. And I will mention as well, for certain unique events of the Persona 5, the animation, they had a very interesting take to their voice acting that they did not do in the game, but they decided to execute in the anime, which I did enjoy this part a lot because it added a lot more flair and uniqueness to Persona 5 and having a different type of take to it. It adds more variety and probably a new side of a character in such a way. You'd be surprised at how much a voice acting can have a huge impact and new shed of light difference to a character that we may have seen in the game, but we're kind of exclusively seeing that in the anime itself. And the great part about that is that it still feels like it's still in character. It doesn't feel like it's out of character or whatever. It's still intact, so it's still super well done. However, with this being said, there are two characters in the English dub that I want to give a round of applause to. And that is to Xander Mobus and Robbie Damon for... Robbie for Akechi and Xander for Joker. So first for Goro Akechi, Robbie Damon, he just does not miss with Akechi. He is just so good and especially to when he reaches to his chaotic moments, it's like... Wow, holy crap. I can feel the Huber from Fire Emblem Three Houses coming out a little bit though, but wow. It just felt so much raw emotion. Like the voice acting like makes me even want to feel sorry for Akechi. Even though the writing for Akechi is pretty questionable. Very, very questionable for base Persona 5. But anywho. And for Xander Mobis, we're mostly used to Xander just only speaking out like one word answers or like only like very, very little phrases here and there. But for him to actually make complete sentences, at first it took me time to get used to because I'm only like used to Joker like saying like there or ravage them and such rather than an actual complete sentence. And... Honestly, like, after, like, it took some time, it actually is really good. And I can see how difficult that must have been, especially for most of the work that he's done, most likely. And, I mean, again, we don't know what goes on behind the process for most of the voice acting uh, for in relation to Persona 5 in terms with Xander. But for him to actually speak out a full, complete sentence like that is just amazing. And he kept up with that tempo really well. Overall, it truly seems that both sets of the cast, the English cast and the Japanese cast, they had a huge fun time of recording in their booths and such and making this animation feel alive like how it was in the game and such and maybe even like with their unique takes. They did such a great job at it and honestly, like they definitely deserve the praise and the recognition for it. So, oh, very, very well done job. A good pat on the back for all the cast, the uh, actors and the actresses for the animation. So, another thing that I want to comment on, the good thing about the animation, is their soundtrack. While it is true that they used most of the songs that were in the original soundtrack of Persona 5, they actually had a decent amount of new songs exclusive for the animation. And even uh, Lin, who is the singer for most of the Persona 5 songs, that includes like River in the Desert, Last Surprise, and so on forth. She actually came around for this soundtrack exclusively to make like about like two or three new songs for it and it's really really good because of that it felt refreshing to hear these new soundtracks because it doesn't feel like a complete like recopy from the game like it just kind of had like a new vibe tension moments or like some good moments and such it felt really nice 
And honestly, that's like one of the best things that they could do is to have a fresh new feel as to the new songs, but still keeping it in the same theme and the aspect of Persona 5. They never missed with that, so that's all I really have to say about the soundtrack. It's just wonderful as always. Now, this kind of pretty much caught me off guard, but yet it did solidify as to a good redeeming quality of the animation in a way, if you want to call it that way. Uh, I will say that it is very, very good for its comedic moments. It seems that the creators did have a lot of liberty and especially the fact of how they went super creative into making these comedic moments that were under Persona 5, yet funnier into the animation. I will give it that much credit. And yeah, that's all I really have to say about the Persona 5 animation's good qualities. Yeah, that wasn't that much, unfortunately. <laughs> As I mentioned before, it's really difficult to achieve a lot of objectives to a high standard to when that you have a lot of stuff going on and you have to make it into a compressed version of an adaptation of an original story coming from the video game to the anime itself. That being said, now we can talk about the big part that I have a huge problem with uh, the adaptation of Persona 5, the anime, which is the story. So let me just give this a better picture for you, okay? The average time to complete the base game of Persona 5 is around 100 hours. And mind you, there is a lot of dialogue going on. So basically that average time is mostly because the story and like 10 and 20% of that reason of the 100 hour mark is probably for grinding purposes and doing the extra quests here and there though. But most of it is because of the lot of dialogue in the story. So in the adaptation, they had roughly about 26 episodes and they had two OVAs, which they're both an hour long. So here's the big problem with this, right? In those 26 episodes, they end off the anime at basically the cliffhanger at the climax of Persona 5. And what they do is that if you really want to know the true ending of the anime, they basically make you finish off the two OVAs, which is like, why would you do that? What draws the question even larger for this case is the fact that they somewhat rearranged some order of the events that happened in the anime and even kind of skimmed over some things that were somewhat important, but not really, but it was a nice touch that they did with Persona 5. They completely skipped over that or not even included it at all, and it just feels so weird to end off the anime this way. See, what they focused a lot on is from the very beginning, they focused a lot of basically, I guess you could say the prologue, the, the quote unquote tutorial of the video game Persona 5 and especially the game mechanics. They also adapted that into the anime. But the problem is that they were super inconsistent about that. And the worst part about that is that it affected the pacing of the anime a lot. Because originally it actually did not start off that bad, but then it just started becoming a little bit funky as they went through palaces here and there, and this started to be very apparent after the second palace. Now, the one thing that they did right in the anime is that they introduced the characters sooner than expected as to how you would encounter them in the original game, but unfortunately, they also fell short due to their inconsistency with the characters as well. Hence, less screen time for these characters, and especially to when they play off to their parts of the anime and to the story in general, actually. And because of this, this was very difficult to at least keep up as to what's actually happening, and especially to the other concerns that they made very apparent in the story. This is why to when they make adaptations, as to when they make deals and such, it's very difficult to cram everything into one, saying, guess what, there were a lot of inconsistency on many aspects of this anime, 
it was hard to keep up with, and it was just wrapped around in a very, very strange way that not... Something that you would just not want to expect in an adaptation like that. Now, the one thing that I will say that they kind of did make this a little bit more lively in the anime rather than the game is when you are leveling up your confidants in the game. Just not just only the fanities, but also with the people that are supposedly aiding you in your fanities escapades. And they also included unique mini stories that were involved with Persona 5 and had some tie into the actual story. And it was done so well. It's very subtle. It's not like super important. But I believe this way it does add a nice little touch-up, a little polishing into the story itself. I'm not going to mention who's involved with or like what story develops this way. But I will say that I think this was a nice exclus exclusive touch that they did for this anime itself. And I honestly believe that this was a way of how they were going to redo this part. Again, I'm not going to mention, but they kind of redid something about this in Persona 5 Royal. And, like, the more, of like, you watch it, like, the more, like, the anime somewhat a bit... I wouldn't say spoil you, but it's just, like, it's, like, it's luring to about, like, what's going to happen. It's, like, oh, you already know. You have the feeling and such. It's not, like, something that would just come up with, like, a, oh, okay, so this is intriguing and such. It's, like, you, you kind of already get the feeling and what you know beforehand. So, unfortunately, it sucks to say this, though, but this is not newcomer-friendly at all. They had great concepts to what they introduced with the Persona 5, the animation, but it's just, there was a lot of things that they did a good job on, but there's a lot of things that fell so short. It's just like, it sometimes is very difficult to watch the animation. It's like, what is this? What happened? Now, I personally want to warn everybody about this for those that are not exactly uh, new to Persona 5. There is a very, very low point of the story writing in the original story that, you know, it's obviously adapted into the anime as well. And this happens around right to when they are about to reach to the climax. Like, it's like the climax is starting to rise a bit, a little bit higher and higher and such. So, uh, dear friends of mine, or people that play Persona 5, you probably have an idea to what I'm talking about. And if you don't, I'm going to be very specific about this. It's when they are about to enter to Palace 5. So for this downfall of the story writing, I will say surprisingly, and it caught me off guard, that the anime actually tells this part better and it had a much more of a redeeming quality rather than the game itself. And unfortunately, even after playing Persona 5 Royal, the anime still did this better. I really wish this part is rewritten because this part of the story was totally unnecessary and especially to who was involved in this case. I will say the anime did a much better conclusion of that part of the story rather than the actual two games itself, the original and Royal itself. Now, what I found really odd about this, uh, I'm gonna briefly mention this without trying to spoil this though, but after like you complete a palace and such, you get to talk to your confidants and even with your teammates, the people that are part of the fan of these, right? So they take to a certain level of the story with each of the confidants of the fan of these, right? But here's the thing. You get to max... How they work is that you basically get 10, uh, 10 stars for each character. So once you reach those 10 stars, specifically for the fan of these, something great is supposed to happen that it kind of just... It helps you out a lot. And they never reach that to any of the confidants for the anime. And not even to, like, what's supposed to, quote-unquote, help you. 
They just kind of dropped it and then just said, oh, so anyways, back to the story real quick. It's really strange because this was the way that they're supposed to, like, deepen the bonds and stuff like that. And again, it's just with this type of idea of what they did, I can't tell of what their priority is and what they're aiming for that they want this animation to accomplish. Because it seems that it's not newcomer friendly, which it's like, okay, well, if that's the case, then unfortunately that is understandable. But even from somebody that's already completed the game itself, from that point of view, it's like, what the hell is this? Like, are you trying to have a different take as to how you're telling the story? Is there a different type of motion that you want to feel for this scene and such? Like, what are we doing here? Like, are you trying to deepen something or are you trying to like tell off something different? Because the, the priorities are mixing a lot for this animation. So that being said, regrettably, since there was a lot that they tried to compress and they wanted to execute for this anime, I strongly feel that they did not do a very good job at that, unfortunately. I do believe that if they were to have more episodes and like more time or at least if they adapted into like longer movies and stuff like that, like like seven movies or eight and such, they could probably do a better job with this, probably. And what they could have done is that for the OVAs, they could actually make it more for like unique content, like with the confidants and such. And like, you know, they could just say, oh, well, this happens around after the first movie and stuff like that. Like they could just like take turns with it. And, you know, if it's optional to watch it, but it's not required. And they put most of the important actual details of that into the actual game and whatever that's like extra that as a nice touch of that, that will be for OVA specifically. For example, the Valentine's one. They did a huge uh, case of each female that you can date in Persona 5. They turned that into an OVA in the anime itself. And they did a very good job of that and kind of made it a little bit more original. It was really good. So for those of you that are interested into the fan service with that, well, I will say at least for one part of the Persona 5 animation OVA, you will not be disappointed with that. So ultimately for the Persona 5 animation, I highly suggest just play the game. And if you want to, you could just Google for the moments of the anime and then you can see how well it's been executed and stuff like that. Or if you want to watch the whole thing after you play the game, then go right ahead. But I strongly advise you, you do not watch the anime before you can play the game. At most, if necessary, it's to the extent where I suggest you you watch a walkthrough. Somebody on YouTube doing a walkthrough of this game. No commentary and stuff like that. You can find plenty of those out there on YouTube. That's that's how, like, how much of the impact of the anime has made. That's why I strongly advise for anyone to stay away from it until you at, le at least complete the game first. And then, well, you can do your comparisons and then you can call off your own judgment from there. So another form of media that I kind of want to talk about is actually the Persona 5 mangas. So that's actually something that I have not shared with actually with anybody. But yes, I've actually read some of the mangas for Persona 5. Now, I will say that I have not fully completed them. But there is one thing that I am going to say that I have completed that I will recommend this to a lot of people if you love Persona 5 that much. Now, the main manga that retells the events of Persona 5. The manga for that, I will say that it's actually a little bit better than the anime itself. I'm going to say that right now. It's kind of a little bit in between. It's okay. Like, it's not exactly the best, but it's actually pretty decent. And sometimes they can have their cool one-shot moments. However, over time, it kind of just felt a little bit eh. There was not that much that I could really get a good feeling as to from the manga itself. So that's why it's like, at a certain point, I just stopped reading it, though. It's not bad, but it's like, it could be a little bit better 
better. It could use some improvements to make some of the boring stuff actually be a little bit more cool. Because it does feel a little bit boring at to a certain degree, you know? However, there is actually a little bit of a side story that I really, really urge everybody to read. And that's actually the Persona 5 Mementos Mission manga. Now, I am going to warn you right now that the male characters receive some type of very interesting fan service. But nonetheless, it's actually a pretty well-written side story. And I'm surprised that it actually gives some type of depth to it, too. And Goro Akechi's actually not that bad in the manga. He's actually, like, pretty cool here. Not gonna lie. And Joker has a surprising amount of good depth of characterization for this manga specifically. So I highly recommend giving it a read if you love Persona 5 that much that you, you kind of want to learn a little bit more about their side stuff. And see, I... I firmly believe that's what they should be using the mangas for. It's for side stories. A lot of side stories because there is a lot of mementos missions that you have to do in the main game. And obviously, like, they didn't cover all of that in the um, anime itself. But I feel like this way, this could be a good way to tell certain type of stories with these people that are in mementos that you have to change their hearts over. And yeah, no, it it probably gives a, some type of boggling question to the fan of Thieves' minds. I would love to see a lot more of those, and Memento's missions do a very good job at that. So that's all I really have to say about the current adaptations that we have available for Persona 5, the anime and the mangas that we have here and there. So I did my absolute best not to mention heavy spoilers of the, the story overall for what we have available. So now I am going to be talking about Persona 5 Royal, uh, a potential adaptation of the anime or maybe a couple contents of manga that they could do or whatever medias that they want to utilize in the future. So if you do want to know the story of Persona 5 Royal and you intend to play the game at some way uh, in the future, I suggest you end this podcast now. You stop listening to this podcast and I just want to give you a quick thank you for coming down here today listening to this podcast and giving your support and such it truly means a lot so and you can come back to and once you complete the game or you know watch a walkthrough of it or whatever you can come back here and you can listen to the rest of the hopes that i have for the future concerts they will do with mostly with royal stuff so thank you for coming down to this podcast and now for those of you that are still listening to this podcast let's just jump right into the hopes of what i have in the future so now that I said all of this of what's happening with Persona 5 animation, I want to believe that this was them trying to test out the waters, even though I'm not so sure what is there to test out because they already have the whole everything. Um, I'm not so sure if there was a little bit some funky stuff going around when they were developing Persona 5 Royal and basically adapting the regular game story into the anime itself. I'm not sure as to what's going on here, but... Ah... Uh, Okay, my one thing I want to say this right now is that do not give this to Aniplex. Please, please, please do not give this to Aniplex or slash A1. But because of that, it's most likely going to happen. So to what we're working with here, let's just only stick to that, all right? If they're going to adapt the royal anime, I really hope that they do take their time with this because Persona 5 Royal did a very well done, thorough job as to repolishing the original game and making it to what it is now, Persona 5 Royal. Now, say we get your usual 26 episodes deal and, you know, you get maybe one or two movie OVAs or something, or we get more episodes and stuff like that. 
this is what I hope that they would do. I hope they are not going to entirely recap again to the stuff that they've already done in the original anime. And we can get some more room as to what's new into Royal's content. That's going to get you to unlock to the Royal content of the game. Translating that into the anime because here's the thing. In the game, obviously, you have to, in order to unlock Royal's content, you have to max out Kasumi. You have to max out Goro Akechi's confidant. And you have to max out Takuto Maruki's uh, confidant as well. Now, a thing that I noticed that they added into Persona 5 Royal is to somewhat deepen the characters is adding phone calls. I believe we should not have that at all in Persona 5 Royal. It's going to waste a lot of time and basically take up the more content available that we should have for basically when we get to the end game content itself and whatever that takes away the liberty that what they could do with the new characters that are added into the game. There's a shit ton of content that they've added into Persona 5 Royal and I believe we need to have a lot of more time for that rather than basically of what's been already covered from the anime itself. So whatever, all that extras that we've had, that needs to be skimmed over. Unless you have like a hundred episodes or something, we do not have time for that. I'm sorry, but no, we do not have time to go over the fan of these um, confidants again. We don't have time for that. We don't have time for any of that. Like I said, unless that they are confidant movies that they could do with that, um, confidant movies OVAs, then great. That's incredibly great. But if not, then Leave that alone. Leave that out. No, we cannot revisit them again. I strongly doubt that we are going to have even brand new stories for the confidants for the fanities and the other characters that assist you in your journey as Joker. I doubt they're going to rewrite any of those stories. So no, get get them out. We, we cannot have this. No, absolutely no. Like, a small mention of it would be, like, ideal, especially for the characters to grow, like, closer. But, like, we cannot, like, have exactly to what we had previously into the anime itself. However, if they do, if they do recover that again, I would hope that they use the core main story elements to deepen the actual story itself rather than just the characters, but actually have more of a pivotal point that will actually lead up to when we get to the new palace, obviously. Now, don't misunderstand me. I don't mind if they do new stuff for the characters to show like more sides of them or like to see of how they would be as to they react in a certain situation like this and stuff like that, something that we're not new of. But as long as that they can still contain in the character, the box of persona and not have something that would act extremely out of character for the sake of character growth, then by all means, I'm down for it. Though. This is something to consider. They will have very little time with that with assuming that they have the regular 26 episodes to do that. And the good way to do that is they spend a lot of time at the new city that's introduced in Persona 5 Royal, Kichijoji. Now, personally, I do not see them having a dedicated OVA for Kichijoji for doing a lot of the activities there, obviously. However, since we let's go by the logic that they do incorporate this in the anime i'd rather have joker spend a lot of time at kichijoji rather than the places that we've already been to that way it can give a new fresh look for the characters and especially to like how they would interact with one another here and there and it will be a little bit more of a new feeling rather than just a simple like obvious recap as to what we know and it's just basically a simple slap on the copy and paste it would be a little bit more of a win-win. The character and the story and basically to growing the anime of Persona 5 Royal adaptation. 
Now, another personal wish that I would hope that they do this time for Royal uh, is that please, please take your time with the animation quality for Royal. I do not want it for it to suffer the same way Persona 5 anime did. Please, this, the contents for Royal is actually really good. And for some of the sequences that happen in the game, like, for example, like, the reveal of Maroki's Palace, please, I cannot have this ruined. Please do not screw this up, please. Another whole liberty idea that they could do so much with is when you're about to max out Akechi's confidant before, obviously, he's revealed as the traitor. For confidant rank 8, you actually square up with Akechi, and I really hope they do a much better fleshed out fight animation through that because... The animation for the fights, it, like, they're not bad, but, like, it just feels like, oh, that was it? That's it? Eh, alright, whatever. This, I would hope that they do a very good job at this, because they put in so much work into these new contents. It's like, whoa, okay, I was not expecting for it to be this good. So, I would hope they take their time and actually do a well-polished look of it. Now, another thing I wish that they would do, I think that they could do this right. Please give more characterization to Joker. I feel like he did not receive enough characterization in the previous anime. So, especially to the theme of desires and especially to the new thing that they introduced into the new palace, I feel like they can give a lot of great characterization to Joker if they were to implement this right. And I feel like they could do such a great job at this. I would love to see a lot more death this time. Like, obviously still, like, he has this quiet nature, but determined enough to act and stuff like that, the cocky attitude and such, but there isn't enough that he has, because sometimes he's just there, but obviously, like, you don't want to mess around with him, so hopefully they can add a little bit something more that would just be like, oh, whoa, okay, whoa, I didn't think you would be like this or feel this way. It would feel a little bit more unique into Joker's character, what he likes, dislikes, very comfortable with, not comfortable with and so on for and like to see of like what his direction sense of character is going into because we're not playing the game this time we're diving into the anime and such and we, it would be very interesting to see of how anyplex would basically have a certain type of point of view as to how they would want to see joker act as because shit they actually give a good amount of characterization to the previous animes that they've done the persona 3 protagonist and the persona 4 protagonist so I feel like if they put the same amount of death and new direction for Joker in the royal adaptation, I feel like he could reach up to that level on par with those two that I see personally. Now, since they had the habit of converting from whatever animations and, you know, aesthetics that they had from the game itself, they would convert that into the anime. Now, if they do this... I have a big concern with this because they did not do a good job for obviously for Persona 5. So if I feel like what they should do is they go a lot of creative freedom, like not a, again, a copy and paste, but at least something like to feel new. And it's like, Ooh, okay. This is a badass looking moment for this character. So the mechanic show times, the show times for the game Persona 5 Royal is badass as fuck. I would hope that they do not do a recopy and paste for all of them. And plus, I would have a feeling that it would be horribly animated. But I feel like they would do something super flashy with their team attacks and even just 
characters that have that do not have a showtime together, they give a showtime together. Like for for example, Ryuji and On, Joker and Morgana, and I don't know, like just so many combinations they could do. I just hope they do much more with it this time rather than just to what we're limited to right now. And of course, to get this out of the way, I would like some very, very few new songs for Persona 5 Royal, the anime. But if that does not happen, then obviously, like, of course, I'm not going to be tripping over it. Like, uh, like the Persona 5 Royal um, soundtrack is beautiful. It's awesome. It's amazing. So obviously, yeah, reuse that. But new songs would be a little bit nice as well. But if that doesn't happen, then, you know, it's whatever. It's not a huge big deal. There's not much else that I really have like big hopes for the royal anime adaptation except for the obvious things that should be repolished up for the anime. But I guess you could say like the one thing that I really hope that they put the same amount of death for is because in um, Maruki's palace, there is a lot of death, an extreme amount of death to his palace. And when I say that, you get a little bit more of the background of him of like, how did this start? Where did this all begin? And stuff like that. I did say that I kind of wish that this would all kind of start for the rest of the palaces, but I don't see that happening in the anime adaptation. So I would only I would only hope that they do keep up that momentum as to what they did in the game in the same way of they would do in the anime itself. It's like, you know, they, they find these clues and stuff like that, especially solving the puzzles and then trying to put themselves into his shoes as to what he's thinking and, like, what he thinks is right and as to why he's become distorted to the way he is now. Thus, the fitting title, Gentle Madman. By the way, if they fuck that theme up in the anime, I'm actually going to be fighting somebody. And please give a fleshed-out, thorough fight, good detail fight among with the fan and thieves versus Maruki, please, because... All, most of the fights that's happened in the anime, it like I said, anticlimactic and just like, oh, okay, that's it. No, this, please. I feel like they could do such a very good, well-animated fight for this part and make it more depressing than how it was in the game. So that's something that I really would hope to see and especially have this type of good turn of look for the characters as they fight. But you know what would be a cool idea? <laughs> I just thought of that speaking of fighting, you know, Obviously, to fight Maruki, you have to give him the calling card. And, you know, obviously you have to reach up to the palace. Um, Dr. Maruki, he actually confronts up the Joker to accept his reality one more time. And that's when he delivers the calling card. And Akechi is just lurking there. It would be so funny if this man actually tries to kill him or assassinate him on that point. It would be funny as hell. I don't know. I just want to see Akechi really try. Just to at least have something like new and uniqueness to the royal uh, anime adaptation. See, when I bring out these ideas, I mean, like, something to, like, bring out something of, like, oh, like, this is kind of new and stuff of like that. I love seeing the side. It doesn't feel like a recopy and paste and stuff of like that. New elements are implemented, and there's something that you would see that's, like, intact to Persona 5 Royal. But except in the anime. Or maybe even fix of what was really weird about the story of Akechi killing... Haru Akumura's father and Futaba Sakura's mother like he killed two parents right there in the and they're in the same team it's like th this was so weird that it was not even talked about or whatever like I get that in the game Futaba was like now it's not the time for personal matters to interfere and stuff like that though but it's like he killed your mom and stuff like that he took your happiness away from you and you are living this reality to where you are you are seeing your mom again and stuff like doesn't that not make you more angry of how much like like this type of hate that you feel for Akechi that he killed your mom. Like, 
All because for his selfish gain. It's like, come on. Come on. Like, because like I said, they kind of did fix a pinball. I wouldn't say fix, but like lessen the damage as to the original as to what happened in uh, Palace 5. So if they can lessen the damage with that of how they did this in the game, or even just like insert something new here with Haru and Futaba, like, you know, hashing it out with the catching stuff, that, that'd be wonderful. That would be great. I could go off so much as to what they could do to like, you know, spice up the anime for Persona 5 Royal and such though, but like, it's just these ideas. I hope that they do take the liberty freedom and actually like have like a genuine good new experience into reliving the story events as to Royal. So, um, I do want to insert this in here real quick before I'm, uh, I move on to the Persona 5 Royal mangas that they could do. It's a special type of OVA. I really want to see this. I doubt it's going to happen, but it would be so cool to see. So in the Velvet Room, they give you a shit ton of new uh, abilities and such for your Persona Fusions and stuff like that. And they had this new mode for special battles going up against in Shadows and such. So surprisingly, through DLC, you can actually fight the Persona 4 and 3 protagonists. It would be so cool as an OVA, like they do these special battles and stuff like that for training purposes and such and whatever. But there is one special battle for Joker only because he's the wild card. He has to face off the previous wild cards. He faces off against Minato and Yu Narakami. And I don't want this to like him. He's, he fights one wild card and he has to fight the next wild card. No. I would love to see an all-out battle between those three. A free-for-all. Now, it's not a way of saying, like, I just want to see of who would actually win in a fight and such, though. Because since they're wild cards and such, like, they would have to, like, obviously either end it in a draw or just Joker winning because it's his anime and stuff like that, though. But it would be really cool to see an actual, like, dedicated OVA because the Twin Warriors are like, hey, inmate, like, they like to drag Joker into a lot of stupid bullshit. So, uh, besides with their death with that, like, they could just randomly just fucking do that and just have an excuse to have an actual, like, badass OVA. I feel like if they actually were to do that, it'd be one of their best OVAs. If they do it right, the animation and stuff like that, the songs and such. But mostly if just the fact that they would actually fight together. And I don't want that shit to be short. I want that to be a good lengthy battle for all those three together. So that's just like my biggest personal dream of mine. But if it doesn't happen, well, I I'll go cry about it and hope for that it happens in another timeline. But that's something that I feel like that they could do such a great job at it be just because, you know? <laughs> And again, it's a new way to utilize the features that were implemented into Persona 5 Royal. So because that they actually did this, it would be nice if they were to do the same treatment to the anime itself. And obviously they do their creative liberty with that. It's stupid, yes, but it's a stupid desire that I just realized this a long time ago that I believe that we all should receive. I'm just saying. Those are pretty much my desires and my hopes for the royal animation if they were to do that. It might be very tricky, but if they do this right, again, I'm just saying, just give it to another studio. I'm just saying, they, they could probably do this, but if it's still with Anyplex, I would hope that they at least do this decently. I'm not gonna have high expectations for this because of my disappointment with the original, but 
they could do somewhat of a decent job if they were to take their time with it this time. So uh, the last thing that I'm going to say is obviously the manga adaptation. I don't see them doing this for the main story. They could. I don't know. Based on to how much they plan on milking the game. But what I would hope is they get uh, another Memento's uh, mission type idea. But it's obviously to when Maroki is affecting reality. Um, about to basically whatever his uh, special power is. The uh, actualization. It comes with the actual when you go into Memento's and you talk to people and stuff like that. Just to get around to infiltrating his palace. You know, you get to see of like what the perspective of how people are, of they're happy and stuff like that. And of course, what I love is the self-questioning to see if what they're doing is right. Adding just more character depth into it and obviously the story, how much of an impact it would be to once they actually go up against Maroki. And who knows, seeing another side of Akechi and such with his true self, we could have more time for that as well. So... And that's all going to be for the podcast episode. If you are listening to the show on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave out a five-star rating if you enjoyed this podcast. Hit up the Storm Connect Twitter at StormConnectEN or other platforms this podcast is on for the feedback on the show. And especially for this episode, because I'm very curious as to what you would hope for uh, the adaptations for Persona 5 Royal and stuff like that. Or what do you think about the, uh, the anime, the dubbing and stuff like that? Please tell me your full thoughts or maybe even new ideas to what they could do. I'm very curious to hear everybody's thoughts about this and I definitely want to take that into consideration because I love learning more about that. That's pretty much the point of this podcast is learning other type of perspectives and such and we all learn more. And of course, the last thing that I quickly want to mention here real quick is basically that if you do not know this already, which I already made the special announcements and such, but I have officially launched merchandise for my uh, brand under the name of King Styles Apparel. So I just hope that you guys give a huge check out on the merchandise and stuff for that or maybe cop something because I put a lot of hard work and efforts into creating this type of brand and especially the look of the merchandise and such and again once again shout out to Schmurf for assisting me with that and huge shout out for King Styles Apparel the official home of the authentic comfortable and not to mention cool merchandise made for listeners of Central Arts and viewers of the King's Eyes Live. I thank you all greatly from the bottom of my heart for the support of the podcast and even tuning into this episode today. And obviously, the feelings are mutual with my co-host, Crunch. This is Eno Ninja, the host of the Storm Connect podcast, and I hope to see you guys on the next episode. Stay safe and have a wonderful day or evening. <laughs>